Welcome to the ParkCast, episode 24, Caregiver Substance Misuse. The ParkCast series brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to light by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. This particle highlights existing research on the impact of caregiver substance misuse on children's well-being and family involvement with child welfare. A brief discussion of collaborative approaches to caregiver substance misuse will also be included. It is estimated that between 50 and 80% of child welfare cases involve a caregiver with a substance misuse problem that is related to the abuse or neglect their children experience. With more than 8 million children in the United States living with at least one parent with a substance misuse disorder. Further, in as many as 75% of all out-of-home placements, alcohol and other drug use is a contributing factor. Children whose parents are dealing with substance misuse are disproportionately at risk for both poor developmental outcomes and for experiencing abuse and neglect. Children in the child welfare system with a substance abusing parent are also more likely to enter care at a younger age, to experience longer stays in out-of-home care, to have lower rates of reunification, and are more likely to experience recurrent involvement with the child welfare system. Substance Misuse and Child and Family Functioning Impaired Judgment Substance misuse, particularly over the long term, can diminish caregivers' abilities to respond to children's cues for nurturing and impaired judgment of priorities related to care, supervision, and guidance. The impact of substance misuse on individual cognitive functioning can weaken caregivers' expression of emotion, which may lead to negative consequences for children's development of emotional regulation, confidence, social skills, and trusting relationships with others. Further, existing literature argues that the home environment of substance-using caregivers is often unstable and chaotic and can involve exposure to crime. Exposure to violence Consistently, caregiver substance misuse has been strongly and positively associated with an increased likelihood of child exposure to violence. Physical abuse and neglect were the most commonly reported types of maltreatment associated with caregiver substance misuse. Children residing with parents who use substances are more likely to be the victim of severe and chronic neglect and to have family problems overall. Harmful effects of parental alcohol and drug use on children's lives further include the likelihood of intergenerational transmission of alcohol abuse or addictive behaviors, with caregiver substance misuse among the most powerful and robust predictors of children developing addiction disorders as adolescents. Compromising the home environment Although the exact role of substance misuse in determining children's behavioral problems and physical disabilities is not well understood, it is possible that the combined impact of parental substance misuse and the home environment in which children from alcohol and drug-affected families are raised contributes to behavioral problems and physical disabilities in some children. While the link between substance misuse and increased likelihood of abuse may exist, there is a general recognition that this is not a simple cause-and-effect relationship. Understanding Substance Misuse Treatment Women's Unique Experience of Substance Misuse Women with substance misuse disorders experience a high incidence of socioeconomic problems, criminal justice system involvement, histories of victimization, and chronic mental illness. Child welfare-involved mothers typically present to treatment with a different clinical profile from other mothers. Generally, child welfare-involved mothers present with a lower level of addiction severity but are more economically unstable, as shown through lower levels of education, lower rates of employment, and greater reliance on others for economic support. 
On average, these women are younger and have more children than substance-abusing mothers not in contact with the child welfare system. Although women and men tend to remain in treatment for comparable periods of time, women are more likely to both use and benefit from services available and comprehensive programs. Mothers who received only residential treatment were significantly less likely to achieve family reunification compared with mothers in residential treatment combined with other services, such as child care support, prenatal treatment, and transportation. Receiving comprehensive services is an important element of effective substance use treatment. Research shows that women are more likely to stay in special programs longer and that longer retention rates are related to higher post-program abstinence, particularly when these programs include ancillary health and social services as part of the treatment. Complex contexts, multiple factors affecting treatment success. There are multiple individual and systemic factors that influence the success of any substance use treatment intervention. In developing a case plan, child welfare systems uphold the child's safety and well-being as the top priority, which can clash with the treatment needs of the caregiver. Similarly, substance use treatment providers maintain a focus on the adult's rehabilitation, often lacking a consideration of the child's needs. Four key problems with current interventions by both systems emerge from the literature. Lack of focus on the whole family. Interventions are often disconnected and informed by different understandings of how best to ensure the safety of the child. Poor communication and collaboration across services. Lack of cross-training and communication between child welfare and substance use treatment systems impacts the likelihood of family reunification and long-term substance misuse reduction. Differences in professional priorities and philosophies. The focus on either the child or the adult compromises the likelihood of treatment completion and family reunification. Delays in accessing services. Lack of knowledge and training can get in the way of identification and assessment of parental substance misuse. Further, limited resources for substance abusing caregivers may influence practitioners' ability to sufficiently support the family. Importantly, different definitions of success make its achievement a difficult and conflicting task for caregivers. Depending on the substance and the type of treatment, success may be defined in terms of reduced substance use or even a reduction in the risks associated with the substance use. This definition of success, according to substance use treatment systems, is possible due to an understanding of recovery as a long-term process. However, from a child welfare perspective, Abstinence within a shorter period of time is typically a more acceptable measure of success. Multiple studies have highlighted the role of treatment in child and family outcomes, specifically noting that compliance with substance use treatment is related to faster parent-child reunification. However, less is known about the actual effectiveness of substance use interventions for parents in the child welfare system and the outcomes associated with different treatment approaches. The wide variety of substance use treatments available makes measuring their impact difficult. Factors associated with treatment completion for substance misusing caregivers. Age and employment status. Treatment completers are likely to be older and unemployed. Presence of mental and physical symptoms. Individual treatment success may be compromised by ongoing health problems, including the presence of mental health disorders and physical illness, either independent or as a result of the substance misuse. Treatment completion is most likely when additional services such as counseling, 
healthcare, and support groups are available. Type of primary drug. Compared to alcohol, cocaine, and marijuana users, caregivers who identified heroin as their primary drug of choice were significantly less likely to complete substance misuse treatment. This situation emphasizes the need for treatment plans tailored according to type of drug use. Although there is available knowledge of what works best for different types of substance misusers, no known child welfare article specifically addressed the need for matching types of drug and types of treatment for substance misusing caregivers. Involvement with the correctional system. Parents involved with the correctional system are more likely to complete treatment. Whether this is a result of court-mandated consequences or individual motivation remains unknown. Critical incidents. Supporting caregivers to access treatment quickly after the child is removed from the home is an important factor in reunification and child and family well-being. Some authors have written about the importance of critical incidents, such as having a child removed from the caregiver's care, as a key motivating factor in caregiver's behavior. In combination with timely support for caregivers to access treatment, this motivation may have positive influences on the longer-term outcomes for the family. Interventions There are a wide variety of substance use treatments available, ranging greatly based on factors such as drug type and severity of substance use. As outlined above, provision of ancillary services primarily benefits substance-using mothers. Home visitation by substance use practitioners and the availability of concrete assistance, such as transportation and nutrition support, are elements of demonstrated effectiveness for substance-using caregivers. Short-term, targeted interventions have proven effective for some. However, generally, the research asserts that positive outcomes in substance use treatment result from increased access, duration, and comprehensiveness of services. The Critical Role for Child Welfare Practitioners Substance use professionals believe that the majority of individuals who need their services will not seek them, and this is certainly true for families engaged with child welfare system. Approximately 20% of women and 25% of men who need substance use treatment actually receive it. While mothers and fathers are comparably likely to abuse drugs or alcohol, mothers make up the majority of substance misusing caregivers involved with the child welfare system. The involvement of child welfare represents an opportunity for substance misusing caregivers and their family to receive support. Three key tips for practitioners resound in the literature. Detecting substance misuse. Assessment is a critical piece in determining the safety of the home environment. Multiple studies highlight concerns with the lack of training for child welfare practitioners regarding recognition of substance misuse disorders among caregivers. Evidence suggests that many caseworkers lack the clinical capabilities necessary and may fail to acknowledge more subtle cues to detect substance misuse. One study found that investigative caseworkers in a national U.S. sample accurately identified treatment needs for fewer than half of the caregivers whose substance use scores would indicate harmful use or dependence. Even after adjusting for a number of child, family, and case characteristics, It was shown that a caseworker's perception that a child's caregiver has a substance use problem is strongly associated with the family's experiences with the child welfare system. All else equal, caseworker perceptions of caregiver substance misuse directly influence families' experiences with the child welfare system. Given caseworkers' roles as brokers to health and social services, the effects of their experience and work climates on their ability to identify families' needs merit investigation. Further, 
Higher caseloads have been associated with lower perceived efficacy among caseworkers, especially with regards to knowledge of clients' domestic environment and their ability to respond to client needs. Worker caseloads have also been shown to affect family engagement and program participation, especially among cases involving substance misuse. These findings highlight the importance of maintaining a critically reflexive practice. This means that despite resource limitations and time constraints due to high caseloads, practitioners need to check preconceived biases at the door, engage in the assessment process, and consider the full range of information provided to them before making decisions and recommendations. Connecting caregivers to comprehensive support. Increasingly, child welfare organizations are seeking to integrate substance use treatment into their range of services or collaborative initiatives. However, as you may have experienced in your own agency, these efforts are often limited by a lack of targeted information about effective treatment modalities for parents. It remains important to connect caregivers to treatment for substance misuse disorders as quickly as possible. Research shows that the sooner access to treatment is supported, the more likely the individual is to complete the treatment, especially in cases where children have been removed from the home. Although resources tend to be scarce, practitioners may choose to connect families to local hospital and nonprofit agencies that provide supports or share information with their colleagues on substance use initiatives in their own community. Importantly, increasing practitioners' access to evidence-based interventions will promote a better understanding of substance use and its impacts on the home environment. Given the complexity of each case, practitioners engaging with the philosophy of evidence-informed practice will likely see their resources multiply as they are able to search out resources and reference recent publications on specific substances and best treatment options. Follow through. Recovery from substance use is a lengthy process. Addiction involves an overwhelming need to satisfy one's own needs above all else, which compromises the caregiver's ability to be attentive to the needs of others. In the post-treatment period, parents need continued support to continue adequate parenting and maintain a safe home environment for their children. Collaboration between child welfare and substance use systems. In a recent study of parents with substance use disorders who were involved with child welfare, it was suggested that 8% had only a substance misuse problem. 30% had at least one other problem, such as mental health, domestic violence, or housing. 35% had two other problems, and 27% identified with three or more significant problems. Despite evidence to suggest that substance-involved families are dealing with multiple and very complex issues, assessment strategies tend to focus on either substance misuse or child welfare. As a result, both systems are not equipped to identify the broad range of client problems or to plan for comprehensive services to support them. Barriers to collaboration. The most critical factor impacting collaboration is the differing timelines between child welfare and substance use systems. Substance using caregivers typically face four clocks that can act as barriers between child welfare and alcohol and other drug systems. These clocks include child welfare time limits, treatment timelines, social assistance restraints, and the developmental time course of children. Caregivers with substance misuse problems who become involved with child welfare face deadlines and expectations about the nature of addiction as well as outcome measures that are inconsistent with research evidence. For example, the child welfare system focuses on caregiver abstinence, while substance use practitioners typically recognize the treatment process as long and plagued by relapse. Factors facilitating collaboration. A primary goal of the coordination of child welfare and substance misuse services 
is to ensure that families have timely access to substance use treatment and continue to receive support throughout their involvement with the child welfare system. Multiple studies, including program evaluations of existing integrated programs, suggest that successful models rely heavily on a foundation of values clarification and the creation of a shared philosophy and shared sense of purpose. The literature suggests core components of promising collaborative models between child welfare and alcohol and other drug systems. These components include alcohol and other drug workers stationed in child welfare offices to promote consistency and continuity of care by creating joint case plans, training and cross-training of both child welfare and substance use practitioners, establishing protocols for sharing information between the two systems to develop case plans that address the needs of the child, caregiver, and family unit. Knowledge translation mechanism, a consistent means of distributing and translating key information for practitioners about policies, protocols, and best practices for collaboration. Leadership, critical to articulating and advancing a vision for collaborative practice. Respectful practitioner-practitioner and practitioner-client relationships. Integrating programs between different systems has the potential to improve access to treatment through streamlined services and timelines. Collaborative practice appears promising in terms of positive outcomes for parental treatment participation and parent-child reunification, as well as child development and growth and behavioral functioning. While the advantage of integrated over non-integrated programs may be small, it could have a potentially large impact on the associated financial and human burden to this vulnerable population. For example, Integrated programs may reduce the need for foster care placement, child treatment, and caregiver crime to support the family throughout substance misuse. While more research is needed on collaborative and integrated programs between these two systems, some recent literature highlights the need for broader-scale implementation of comprehensive programs to address both themes. Integrating treatment for substance use and parenting or other interventions might serve both goals of reunification and protection. Conclusion and future recommendations. Unfortunately, studies concurrently examining caregiver substance use and child maltreatment often rely on weak measures. Regardless of the analysis of the data collected, researchers are often working with poor data sources, which limits the ability to determine associations and long-term impacts. There are many obstacles to accurately capturing the impact of caregiver substance misuse on family and child outcomes, and the varying data can be the result of any number of factors. The population studied, the definition of substance misuse used in the study, the method of determining substance misuse, whether it is considered a primary factor in the child welfare case, and the method of statistical analysis used in the research study can all impact the estimates of prevalence, as well as influence future research whose analysis is based on these numbers. Importantly, the prevalence of substance use disorders among parents does not provide insight into the nature and extent of the disorder, or how caregiver substance misuse might affect the risk factors associated with child abuse and neglect. You have been listening to The Partcast, Episode 24, Caregiver Substance Misuse. For more information about this episode's topic, The Partcast series, or Practice and Research Together, please visit www.parkcanada.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Part EIP. That's P-A-R-T-E-I-P. Thanks for listening.